Amen. Been looking forward to this morning. Every Sunday, I enjoy getting the burden off of me. Amen. Uh, does anybody hear the voice of God? How many hands here that you actually hear the voice of God? All right, we got some people that are not raising their hands. So before you leave today, it is my hope and my prayer that you can know God loves you so much, you can hear his voice. Amen. And so let me say it like this. If there's frustration and anxiety and weariness, you're heavy, that come from somewhere. And it came from hearing another voice that is so convincing that this other voice will make you think it's you're the one saying it. And he, he's so good at it, he'll get your agreement with what you believe to be true with just enough leaven in it that it produces weariness and frustration and doubt and fear and grief and anger and lust and pride and all the things that you really don't want to be associated with. The next thing you know, because you're hosting all this, it's got to be somebody's fault, right? Because I'm going through what I'm going through. Somebody's got to be causing this. And the next thing you know, you're pointing the finger at the ones that God has purposely connected you with, amen, and gave to you as a gift and you're blaming them and you're telling them that they need to change immediately so that you can have a better day. Amen? Has anybody ever done that before? And so because that's a reality that we all know is true, it, it, and, and you've, got, you've got just enough information that you can really lawyer up and prove they're the problem. Amen? So the accuser of the brethren, the prosecuting attorney is talking to us every day and casting other people in our life in a bad reflection, a bad shadow. And he does his job well. And I'd like to encourage you today with the message on the promise that we're in, part three, a life of intimacy. And there's a way that you get to where you have intimacy with God, amen. There's some steps that God has offered us, amen. That's why he says, this great invitation, come follow me and I will make you, includes stepping. Actually, making some steps. Amen? And we want to know the exact steps to make. And he's so gracious, he will tell us exactly how to make those steps. And by the way, amen, he never changes. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. There's no new gospels. There's no new experiences as far as the experience of the promise is concerned. There's eternal experiences with God that get better and better and better, but they start from somewhere, and he's the source. And so how often have we been frustrated and wearied, and we didn't even know it because we had an agreement with a lie. Amen. Has anybody ever worked hard, put a lot of energy in being victorious. You've worked hard to be victorious. You fought for victory. 
that sound right? I'm fighting for victory. Amen. And it just sounds like that's the right way to do it. That's the thing that you need to be doing. You need to be fighting harder for victory. You need to be a winner. What if that's not the truth? What if the truth is we're fighting from victory? What if the truth is only one could win the victory? What if that's the truth? That there's no one that exists that can win the victory that needed to be won except Jesus himself. And so he goes and wins our victory for us and then hands us the prize. That's too easy. Who told you that? You see how the enemy plays us? There's got to be some work here. I, I need to be able to earn my right to be able to accept this prize. At least I got to do something that lets the Lord know I deserve it. Hmm? Just helping anybody? And so what if the truth is you can never deserve it? What if the truth is you can never work hard enough and do enough things to ever earn it? What if the truth is he loves you so much that he's going to win the victory for you and give you the prize and put you on display to all of his creation and say, look, this is mine. What, what if that's the way God does it? Now, I know right now inside your spirit man, your spirit man is like, that, that, that's the tr- I can't figure it out, but that's the truth. And let me encourage you, you're not intelligent enough to know that that's the truth. But you're loved enough to know it. And the word know means relationship intimately. You can tell me that's the truth, but you can't explain it. But somehow, it's the way God looks at you. And you would love to be able to catch on fire with that, wouldn't you? Amen. Pastor Lowe, help me catch on fire today. All I, all I can do is tell you what God's doing in my own life and be honest with you about where I'm at and how God's moving me through my own personal challenges that sometimes can be heavy and burdensome. And that's not on him, that's on me. Because I chose to believe something that made it heavy, that made it burdensome. It made me weary. Amen. It wasn't him. And he'll let me go there and entertain that weariness and that frustration, that heaviness, because he knows that eventually I'm going to ask for help. And he's going to be right there to help me and help me understand that, amen, he trusted me with it so that I would come out on this side and encourage someone else, amen, that he's the answer, he's the truth, he's the way, he's the life, and he's ever-present, amen. If if you let the Lord reveal it to you, you're going to find out that when he encourages his followers to pray, and they ask him, teach us to pray. He, he encourages them to pray. Pray this way, our Father which is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's King James, that's Christianese, and, you, and I don't know what it means. 
Well, his name is great because it's his presence. His presence is everywhere. And the moment you begin to consider his name, which is above every name, and you begin to say, Jesus, if you're real, will you show me? You speak in his language. His name is his presence. And in his presence, there's fullness. There's intimacy. There's hope. There's vision. There's life. There's connection. There's blood flow. <sighs> Amen. A life of intimacy. But it starts somewhere, though. It begins somewhere. And that beginning point is very significant for everybody in our world. Since God don't change, and the gospel that he delivered 2,000 years ago is an everlasting gospel, and he chose to pick one of his 12, namely Peter, and he says, I'm going to give you the keys. The keys. Why, why was he giving it to Peter? Because he asked all 12 of them, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they started speculating. Peter held back because he's getting a download. Thou art the Christ. He jumps out there. He, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, flesh and blood did not reveal. You, that's why I, I tell you every Sunday, I can't reveal anything to you. I, I, I'll never be able to take credit for you getting a download from Jesus. I'm thankful that I can be involved in the mix and be a part of his body and encourage you getting your download in the spirit. But he tells Peter, flesh and blood hath not revealed this to you, but my father. And then he makes a powerful statement. He puts it, it's settled upon this rock. He, he, he re, he said, and thou art Peter, and upon this rock I am going to build my church. He's not talking about he's going to build his church on Peter. Peter, in the original Greek, is small stone. He's one of the stones. Everybody in God's economy and God's kingdom represents a stone. But because Peter got a download... He said, this is how I'm going to build my church. Flesh and blood is not going to be the reason my church gets it together. Personalities that know how to articulate and put together messages that are, oh, that was good, preacher, preach it, is not what's going to, how he's going to build his church. Now, we need a preacher. God chose that through the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Thank God for that. And so maybe someone today is going to get a confirmation in the spirit based on what God's doing in my life as your brother. And what God's doing in me and what God's talking to me about is going to spark something in you that's going to catch on fire. Amen. And you're going to know something when you leave that you didn't know prior because it was intimately received. This is how I'm going to build my church upon this rock. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. 
every lying spirit, every lie that's ever been spoken, amen, that looks like Jesus, tries to be, amen, put together from a Bible study view, the gates of hell shall not prevail against this. This is how me and my people are coming together. You got 11 of them there trying to figure out who Jesus is. One of them knows because it came into him. He's not guessing. I can't explain it, Peter, pretty well. He's in that pile. I can't explain it, but you're the one. You're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. Anybody want to get to a place in your relationship with God that you're not looking for new Bible studies, new words, hoping that you can connect in a way that you, you know, the latest word, but rather you're under the spout where the glory falls out and your life is intimate with him and you're just saying what you hear him say and it's encouraging the next person and the next person and everybody gets to the place where, amen, they're not running to and fro looking for whatever they're looking for. They're, they're in it because they're in his name. They're hosting his presence, and they become a representative, an imager of Christ in the earth. And they hear, and they speak, they see, and they do. And it's attractive. They're going through challenges that are not fair. And anybody been through something unfair really recently? All of America and the world has been going through some unfair stuff recently. And the news has not brought nothing but fear, doubt, and unbelief, and frustration, and anxiety, mm, all of it. But when you're, uh, when you're in, in the spirit, he ain't saying anything that's negative, that brings fear and doubt. He's letting you know you're more than a conqueror, that What's going on in our world right now? He already won the victory. Every disease is subject to him. And he's called you and I out of darkness, out of all those conversations. Let me say that one more time. He's called us out of darkness and all those ideas and those rudiments and traditions and media conversations that, that cast a negative reflection on him. He's called us out of that into marvelous light. And you've been through a storm and it hadn't been fair, but the storm was important for you to become like him so that you can become the salt of the earth, the light of the world. Amen. God trusted you with all the stuff going on in our world because he needed you to go through the fire so you come out on the other side of the fire and be a witness of who he is. Woe is me. Defeat. Frustration, all that stuff that the world is talking about right now is not his conversation. Everything's coming out of his mouth is victory, purpose, mission, vision. Amen. He don't quit. He's going to finish his mission through those that choose to let him come to his house and be the king of his kingdom within their hearts so that the world will see him as he is intimacy a life of intimacy 
Amen. So God's children are not fighting for victory, ladies and gentlemen. God's children are fighting from victory. And here's some evidence that you're in him. In Romans 8 and 9, it says it this way. But when the Spirit of Christ empowers your life, you're not dominated by the flesh, but by the Spirit. And if you, you are not joined to the Spirit of the anointed one, you are none of him. You're not of him. Now Christ lives his life in you. And even though your body may be dead because of the effects of sin, his life-giving spirit imparts life to you because you are fully accepted by God. What are the conditions of this acceptance? It's very important for everyone to catch that today. There's conditions that God has put on all of us to choose him. Did everybody agree that the Lord deserves for us to make a choice? And so choosing him is choosing life. Not choosing him is an automatic choice for death, weariness, frustration, anxiety, sickness. Come on, the list goes on. And if you're challenged with some of that today, He's just waiting on us to choose him. He's not beating nobody up. He's advocating your attention to come into intimacy with him. Amen? Yes, God raised Jesus to life. And since God's spirit of resurrection lives in you, he will also raise your dying body to life by the same spirit that breathes life into you. Amen. That's, a, that's an important factor for all of us to agree with today. Are you breathing right now? Well, it's because he's after you. You're still alive because he's chasing after you. And all that you and I must do, amen, to experience the best that God has to offer is just choose to come from out from behind the shadows. Come out of the darkness and let him shine on you. Amen. He's not, a, he's not embarrassed with nobody here. You've not, nobody in this room has failed God. Amen. Because while I'm ministering today, the enemy's going to work overtime. He goes to church too. And so he's going to work overtime trying to get you to figure out what I'm going to say next and why I said that. And, and he's going to justify a certain thought process. And he gonna, he's going to wedge you away from heaven and coach you into justifying where you are. Amen. And so I encourage you to forego stinking thinking. Forego the idea that you can figure any of this out. God is not ashamed of anybody in this room. And he wants to invite you to be unashamed of him. And the best way that I can choose to be unashamed of him is to pay attention to what the good news is to me. Because that's what we're, we're making a decision today to, to do is to decide to choose, amen, him as our source. But to do, there, to do that, there's a responsibility on my part to make a choice. He's already set it in play. This is what I want you to choose. And he gave to Peter 
the gospel, the good news message, an eternal gospel that never changes. Now, in our world, if you do a little bit of research, I'm not encouraging you necessarily to do that, but you'll find out there's many gospels in our world right now. But if you're, this is, this is the, the challenge that the Lord wanted to give you. If you're frustrated, if you're heavy, if you're burdensome, if, if you're walking with Jesus is not producing the fruit of the Spirit and the evidence of the kingdom, what do you do? I've been going to church for 50 years, man, and man, I hadn't got that evidence yet. Well, let's, let's turn about face, let's repent, and let's go back and listen to the good news again. Maybe I missed something here. Maybe I didn't get something I need. Would that be potentially a possibility in our world right now? Based on Paul's writings, it got pretty rough 2,000 years ago, and Jesus had just went in the clouds just, you know, a few years before. And all kind of other Jesuses were coming in, and all kind of other messages and other gospels were coming in 2,000 years ago. I just wonder how many gospels we got today. Now, Pastor, I never considered that. I know because the enemy's doing his work. He's doing his job because he wants us to make feel, makes us he wants us to feel good about fighting for victory. As long as I'm fighting for victory, got to be okay. As long as I'm working hard to be victorious, I'm just hoping the Lord will let me eke my way in. We don't say it like that, but our demeanor says that. Lord wants you to know. He wants you to have this dynamic that I know, that I know, that I know. And, he, and you're on fire with it. And, and there's no spirit lie that can take it from you. You got it. You got a hold on it. And so but Peter got a hold on who he was. And the Lord said, I'm going to give you the keys. And Peter is the one that released the everlasting gospel to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and all the utmost world, the Gentiles. He delivered the message. In a little bit of homework, you'll find that that message don't change. And that message is the message that invites you into, I'm going to get rich, real with you right now, the bed chamber in the spirit. It invites you into intimacy with him. Where now you become procreative because out of your mouth the seed of God's word flows and it's effective and these signs follow them that believe the evidence that you're with him and he's in you and life is just coming out of you and it's flowing and ebbing everybody wants that there's not two doors ten doors a thousand doors there's one door everybody has been invited by the grace of God to enter one door. Amen? And I'm so thankful that our God, our Father, our Daddy, is so into us, He's unashamed of us. 
And he invites us to get this download from heaven to where we know something we can't explain. And we too become just like him. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew and to the Greek. Amen. We become intimate with him. I, I, I'm, I'm probably not going to do the notes today because I feel his presence all over me, challenging me right now to go ahead and say it the way he wants me to say it. But I got some good stuff down there. He gave me. It was good for me. Amen. I remember my grandma. She, she oh, man, I loved it. It marked my spirit. How many times I would be in another room or coming in, and she'd be at that sink where she kept the spotless kitchen and uh, always cleaning, keeping things nice, and the flower beds, everything was perfect. But at that sink, I've heard her have prayer meetings where God would give her a download, and she'd just stop washing dishes. And man, there was intimacy happening. Next thing you know, she's prophesying and making declarations. And I mean, she just, Grandma, what is it about those dishes, man? What am I missing here? And, uh, but her spirit, man, was in tune continually. Just, and she didn't happen to have that. I mean, you know, from what she told me, she was 30 years old when she, when she finally realized that there's something better than life that she's been living and and God touched her life and she was filled with the spirit but it was 20 years after that she finally gave up and said okay I'm gonna quit working hard for this victory I'm gonna begin to work from victory amen and she tells me how God came again and gave her that download and, 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 and immediately healed her completely. Drug, blood transfer healed her completely. And I mean, she lived like she could eat anything, do anything, no problem. That's all. It was just, yeah, she was walking with daddy. But she was 50 years old when she finally got it. You follow what I'm saying? She got into it, the current, and let it take her. And it was still resisting. She was flowing with it. And so uh, she gets bad news one day. But before the news comes, God prepares her. Nothing caught her unaware. She was she like she knew it before it happened. Why? Because he knows all things. And he just put in her spirit, your youngest son, trouble. Amen. I've got it. Everything's going to be okay. So he tells her, he says, the news you get, remember, I've got it. And here she goes. Uh, download, intimacy. Ah, you couldn't take it from her. And so the news came. Your, your son has been run over by a motor grader. Every bone in his body is being broke. They don't expect him to make it. And you can't take it from her. I mean, it's pretty bad news, isn't it? It's like run over by a motor grader. He's still breathing. Well, yeah, the Lord said he's going to be all right. This ain't supposed to be happening. Well, the Lord said it would. The doctor says, ma'am, I just want you to know he probably ain't going to make it. We can't understand how he's alive right now. Oh, he'll be fine. Does anybody want to walk there in the spirit? And so she sits down in the waiting room because she's mom. That's what mom does. She didn't, need, she didn't have to stay there, but her mother's heart, and mom will be right here. She could have went back home and got in the bed and went to sleep because God already gave her what she needed. She's already victorious 
Amen. She's working from victory. She's fighting from victory. And she's just in a mode of thanksgiving and praise. And she's sitting there. She ain't crying or weeping and worried about nothing. Everybody's like, the doctor's amazed. Six months later, he walks out of that hospital. That wasn't supposed to happen. Every bone in his body broke. Just for you that didn't know how serious this was, the motor grader was, blade was up six inches off the ground. It rolled his body to where he was folded back this way and his legs were over his head. And it pushed him into the ground. And then started raining. And the ambulance got stuck. They had to get dozed. It took them forever to get him to the hospital and he's still living. Because God said, God said, God said. And there's no way grandma could have the dynamic that she carried unless there was something else going on that you can't explain. And I'm telling you here today, God called me, amen, and touched my spirit today to challenge every one of you. He wants to give you what you can't explain, that it sustains you, and you stop fighting for victory instead of you fight from victory. Amen? Don't react to the darkness in the world. Don't react to the things going on around you. In your faith in Christ, and there's reactions. Oh, my God, did you hear what happened? Oh, my God, this is when. And it's just always, oh, my God, this happened and that happened. Oh, our world's going down, down, down. Let me encourage you. The Lord didn't say any of that. He's not worried about the pandemic. He's not worried about the political stress and the cultural issues that we're faced with right now. It doesn't bother him one minute. And he's wanting to know, will you join me in this intimacy? Worry don't come from heaven. Worry is another form of witchcraft. It's produced out of darkness. It's when you host a lie and you're in agreement with that lie. And your spirit, man, gives witness to that that lets me know everyone in this room can hear the voice of God. You know that's the truth. Do you want to have fellowship with it? That's the challenge. Because what is the gospel is uniquely different than what is the promise. The promise and the gospel are not the same. The promise is an experience that comes out of the gospel invitation. The gospel is the good news that God took your debt, paid it off, so that you could have life and that life more abundantly. And he's inviting you to agree with the fact that he done that for you. Does anybody think that's good news? That's pretty good. That's, that's awesome. That the Lord would pay my debt off. But here, here I am still worried. Here I am still sick. Here I am still frustrated. Here I am, I'm divided in this relationship, that relationship. I'm divided with God. But I believe in Jesus. It's a problem there. Because if you believe the gospel, if you truly believe the gospel, you will receive the promise. Which is an experience that takes you into intimacy with him. It's his promise. Amen? And for you that are 
been challenged with it, but I heard the preacher preach and I shook his hand and everything's okay. Jesus says this in Matthew 7. Not everyone that saith the Lord, Lord, shall enter into the, into the kingdom of God, but he that doeth the will of my Father. And there's going to be those that said, did not we prophesy in your name? And did not we do wonderful things in your name? And the Lord will profess what? Will he profess? I never was joined with you. I never knew you. Depart from me. Now, these are people that called on the name of the Lord. Let me say it one more time. These are people that called on, if anyone calls on the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. Everybody believe that, Romans 10? Well, Peter said it before Paul wrote it. He said it in Acts 2. And everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be These are people that called upon the name of the Lord. But the Lord says, I never were joined with, I never was joined with you. I invited you, but you never let me join with you. And they laid hands on the sick and the sick recovered. And they prophesied in his name. They, in other words, they experienced the presence of God. And the presence of God produces wonderful things in his name. When you're in his presence, ah, but if you ever let his presence fill you, you'll get on fire. When you get on fire, you're never fighting for victory no more. You're never working for victory. Amen. You're working from. Because the victor is in you now. He's in you now. And you can't shut up about it. You're on fire. Amen. Pastor Lowe, that was a very strong statement just then for a reason. We're serving the enemy notice. We're serving the enemy notice. Intimacy is something God designed every one of us for. He wants his treasure, the apple of his eye, to walk with him. Amen. The church is his bride. He wants his bride to walk with him. He's intimate with his bride and children are born. That's not futuristic, ladies and gentlemen. Children are being born today because Jesus and his bride consummated this thing 2,000 years ago when his spirit came back, amen, and came inside her. Y'all got to catch this. He's standing there with the group that's following him. He says, I'm with you, but I shall be in you. Is that true? And when this happens, greater works than you've seen me do as your example, you're going to do. He set the vision in motion, ladies and gentlemen. He set it in motion 2,000 years ago. And the vision don't change. The message don't change. The gospel don't change. It's the same. I'm part of the bride of Christ. As the bride, we are his helpmeet. That's our responsibility as his bride. He has the vision. The mission's already in play. It's called the Jesus mission. Some of you may call it the Great Commission. He's after his kids, but he needs his bride 
And he needs her availability and her willingness to let his spirit be in her so that she can catch on fire and take care of his kids in his name, in his spirit. Is this okay? The people in your path that the enemy wants you to think negatively of, our daddy's in love with them. Every time you hear a negative word about someone in your path, that's the world to you. Your path is your world. Those people are his children. Lost or saved, it don't matter. Well, my God, man, I got some messed up kids that he's got. He's after them. And the only way he can get them is he chooses to limit himself to your availability or you're willing to submit to him <sighs> having his house, being intimate with you. Oh. He's, not a, he's not a God of two different visions. He's got one vision. We're his helpmate. Amen. He's talking to me about being his help me and I can be as help me by being available and carry his vision his mission his purpose and I'm going to tell you something flesh is not not a good thing to deal with is it when you got to deal with a person in the mirror that person all those persons in the mirror all of them got issues that's why the Lord told me he wanted me to deal just with one of them if you can deal with you, son, I got a chance to get through you. Quit trying to deal with everybody else. Deal with you. Is there ever, ever, anybody had a loud, loud prayer meeting with God about what's wrong with everything going on in the world? Amen. Me too. This is so important for you to get this. And if you're not careful... That's why we need the promise. i got to be careful here. <laughs> okay, Dad, I'm going to say it. We, we, we need to catch this right now in the world we're living in. If you're not careful, the emotions that you're, you, you'll deal with in the world we're living in right now will convince you. I'm going to step down and start off the call right now. <laughs> it will convince you that you deserve to be heard. That you deserve a voice. Has anybody ever thought that before? Everybody in this room better raise your hand. You know you dare. You're lying. I deserve to be heard. And I deserve a voice. And I need to take care of me. Anybody ever thought like that before? How did you get there? The Lord didn't lead you there. But you got there, didn't you? I'm not preaching at nobody. I'm talking about the guy in the mirror. I serve as a senior leader here, servant leader. And the Lord asked me, he said, son, when did you get to the place you thought you deserved the voice? That's what he's talking to me about. He said, when did you think that you deserved to be heard? When did you, where'd, where'd you get that from? And I'm, I'm silent at this point because he's asking me questions. I'm like, hmm. Be careful what you say. 
And the Lord she says, there's only one voice, son, and that's my voice. And the only one that should be heard is me because I am the truth. And if you're going to live in freedom, you need to hear what I'm saying. Okay, talk to me some more. Okay, that's the only way the fire is going to burn in your spirit. You don't want strange fire in the house. You want the fire of the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit was given to us, which is the Spirit of Christ, to comfort us and to remind us of everything I'm saying. No, to remind us of everything He's saying. And He's so good that He'll redeem the time and help me catch up with what He's saying. And I don't deserve that. Somebody's catching this right now. The invitation's powerful. You know how powerful the invitation is? It tells you you're special. That he would actually die your death, pay your debt off. Everything the enemy's convinced you you're guilty of that belongs to the enemy. God's good news lets you know that's not yours. That belongs to the father of lies. And he convinced you to take ownership of it. And I'm letting you know it's okay. I'm not ashamed of you. I paid it off. I trusted you with it. Now come to me. Come to me. And his invitation for us to come to him, he don't do that without experience, y'all. It's his promise. They wanted to be a witness for him before they received the promise. And he says, no, you hang out. 2,000 years ago, for you to be my witness, you're going to have to have an experience that's going to facilitate and fuel this witness that you're going to become for me. So I need you to be intimate with me. Catch on fire and then go be my witness. Amen. Something's about to happen in some of y'all. Y'all ain't going to be able to shut, about, shut up about how good God is. And you're not going to be carrying a 10-pound Bible with you on a corner somewhere beating people up with it. No, you're going to get to a place in the spirit where you're loving everybody in your path and you're validating them and you're conf confirming they're precious to God and you're giving them hope. Everything you say just is like, oh man, I feel like I'm in God. You are in God's presence. So the invitation was made by, by God. Jesus is the one telling the story. Luke 14, homework. Y'all read Luke 14. Y'all see it there. It's right there. And he makes an invitation. Come to the banquet come on and, and, and still Christianity think that's somewhere in the future no the banquet started 2,000 years ago when his spirit was poured out the marriage supper started 2,000 years ago because God's not an abomination to his own word he believes in covenant the bride's having babies right now children are being born Oh, your eschatology got all messed up just then, didn't it? Because the enemy does his job well. He knows how to facilitate religious lies and get you in a position where, man, man, man I know the harvest is out there, but, man, all this stuff going on right now, I need to build a cellar, get rid of because great tribulation's coming, and i got to be ready when all this stuff starts happening. Where did that come from? The Lord is about 
what his mission. And so he makes an invitation, come to the banquet. That invitation's still being done, right? Because people are breathing right now. There's, there's people in the world right now. The invitation's to be, come, fill my house. But the invitation won't save you. That's good news. That's the gospel. How many's heard that? Invitation will give you hope and it will pull you in so that you can get intimate and experience him. And that empowers you. And you got you got you got a group that said, you know what? I started a new business. You tell the master. I hadn't have bought these five yoke of oxen, which was means you, you got a lot of money back then. You got five yoke of You big business then. I started this business. You know, the Lord knows where I'm at. I, I would come, but I've got to go. i got to go try them. And there was an excuse. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you that I got the invitation, but that's not going to save me. Another one married a wife. And the Lord knows, man, when you marry a wife, you got to please them. You tell the Lord, no, he knows I'm married. And another one bought some land. And I need to go check it out. Make sure I got a good deal. The Lord understands I'm a businessman. And every one of them had the invitation. Every one of them heard the message. And the Lord says, all right. And then he's referring to the Israel at that time. I came to my own as a hen with her brood, but you would not. He said, you go out in the highways and hedges. And you get the good, the bad, and the ugly. You get the halt, the poor, the main. I love them. They're mine. And you bring them into my house. He is about his mission. And he needs his wife, his bride, to be his helpmate. And he can't do it. He's decided that without the covenant, without this intimacy with my bride, I can't, I've limited myself to achieve this. I need my help. And so there's some things you can do when you hear the message. But the guy in the mirror, the girl in the mirror, putting them down. And get into a place where it really don't matter what anybody thinks any longer. All that matters what he, and he thinks he's in love with you. No, he knows he's in love with you. And he won't stop until he gives you. Everybody in this room can be filled again and again right now. Everybody that's been filled with the Spirit and been on fire, God wants to take you to a new level of fire in the Spirit and passion and intimacy with Him. Relationships that's been hurt, that looks like it ain't going to make it. Oh, the Lord didn't say none of that. Oh, so you, you thought the thing going to He said, it's going to be better than you ever thought it was. When I'm in the mix, when, when He says, when He's in the mix, he brings with him passion, hope, mm, revelation. Changes everything.
to whosoever will, you can come drink of the water of life freely. And he leaped for joy, John said. He leaped for joy at that great day of the supper. Amen. And said that anyone that had an ear to hear what he was saying, out of their belly was going to flow rivers of living water. This he spake of the promise of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I would say as you posture yourself now before the presence of God that's in the room so thick right now, is if you're frustrated and your walk has been somewhat filled with anxiety and some doubt, some heaviness, I would challenge you now that maybe you've been walking and working and fighting for something that's already yours. That the victor that won your battle is waiting on you to let him come inside and give you a new heart and give you new eyes and ears that can hear what the Spirit is saying. Everyone in here is super spiritual. Everybody in this room is super spiritual because everyone can hear. And I'm not just talking about this voice. I'm talking about all the lies that you entertain come from somewhere. And you listened to it. And you agreed with it. And it produced what you're carrying. And the only way you can get rid of what you're carrying is repent. Let me change the way you think. Tune in for station identification. The screaming voice, don't pay attention. No. The still small voice is going to lead you into passion. Amen. I wouldn't have wanted to be getting in Elijah's way the day he heard the still small voice. Because when he heard the still small voice, Jezebel didn't want nothing to do with him now. He was a man on mission and he was in passion. And he went and anointed kings and prophets. Ooh, you're so powerful right now. You're so powerful that you can choose to be filled. And the devil can't stop it. The only one that can stop it is you. Amen. Could we stand and turn our hearts to heaven? I, you know what? It's so awesome to know that the Lord's the one in charge, isn't it? There's no way I can produce the dynamics in this room. I can't produce this. Y'all can be sure of this. This country boy cannot produce what y'all are feeling in, the, in this room right now. But I can agree with it, and you can agree with it. And if two or three agree, the thing that happened in Acts 2 can happen right now because God said he wants it to happen today. This is the day of salvation. Now is the appointed time. And while Peter spake the words, he's delivering it to the gen. While he is delivering the good news, the don't change. While he's speaking it, the place was filled with the Spirit. And everybody in the room was filled with the Spirit. And began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. And the Jews that were with them in Acts 10, it says, said, Woo, now we know that God is no respecter of person for we heard them speak with tongues. Don't seek tongues, y'all. Don't seek tongues. Seek God. Seek the Spirit. And let God do what God wants to do in His vessel. Is that okay? 
Just seek him. Just be open to him right now. And you can leave here today on fire in the spirit. You can leave here today and things in your life that you need healed will be healed. A life of intimacy. Anybody ready for it? I'll pray for anyone that will let me pray for you. But you're going to have to push aside some things and open your spirit up. Push aside some things and and ask the Lord, Lord, if this Holy Spirit promise is for me, will you feel me? Ask him. Open up. Articulate it because the devil don't want you to articulate it. And ask the Lord to help you get over what other people think about you being filled with the Spirit. Ask the Lord to help you get over what other people think. Let him know all that matters what you think now. Just you and Jesus. Can we surrender and lift our hands and say, Lord, here I am. Here I'm your baby. Pick me up. Take me to a new place in you I've never been before. You see.